This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Kendall. On the program, we're going to pay tribute to the life of Gary Donna, yes, the publisher of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, an institution in the state of Indiana for so many years has passed away. So on the program today, we're going to just take a few moments and, and remember the life of Gary Donna impacted so many people. And at a time when, when basketball in the state of Indiana was so big, Gary put out the definitive book, the definitive guide as everybody prepared for the next season. And uh, 46 years of doing this, I touched so many people. And as we said, uh, Gary passed away on Sunday. So going to talk with a couple of folks that share some memories of uh, Gary. We're going to start with Chris May, Executive Director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. We are also going to speak with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indy Star. Had a great piece yesterday on Gary Donna, about his life, about his career, about the interviews that he did with Gary. So we're going to talk with Kyle in just a moment. Coming up in just a little bit, I want to share some of my own stories, though. Get things started by sharing some of my own stories about Gary Donna. And I only met Gary a couple of times at various big uh, big basketball events, but uh, was a very, very nice guy, very friendly, very outgoing. You know, a lot of times the... the Sports club, as we like to say, is a pretty closed-off thing, especially when it comes to broadcasting and media in the state of Indiana. And I met Gary years ago when I was much younger, and he was very nice, was very friendly, was out broadcasting different uh, events, and uh, didn't know me, but was just very nice, very friendly, very good guy. But that that's not really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what he meant in my house. And it, it, it's weird, and I'm sure all major cities, major air, metropolitan areas have this. There's like these... These local legends that you don't appreciate them until they're gone. Like they're just there's a part of the fabric. They're entrenched into our society. And I think I thought of that a lot about Don of Don's Guns when he passed away. Not to compare the two, but just one of those guys where you go, 
wow, the city just the city just seems a little more empty without uh, without that person. And Gary Donna was that guy. My dad, growing up, my dad loved and, and still does to some capacity, but but growing up loved Indiana high school basketball. And I think with with my dad, like like many people across the state of Indiana, when class when class basketball came around it just sucked a lot of the enthusiasm out of it and it was never never the same in the, the 20 years or so that that's been going on but but uh growing up you know when there was the, still the single class system my dad loved indiana high school basketball and and every year would so look forward to hoosier basketball magazine uh coming out and it was just a yearly tradition and i can remember Back in the heyday of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, I was much younger then, but I remember it was hard to like find it on newsstands because it would go quick when it would come out because everybody wanted to read about the upcoming season for Indiana High School Basketball. And I can remember uh, going to basketball games with my dad and him saying, hey, if you see the guy selling Hoosier Basketball Magazine, point him out to me so that I can get up. They used to sell them in the stands that had people walking around at, uh, at, at high school basketball games. And it was a big deal of who's your basketball magazine was at your team's game selling the, uh, selling the magazine. And my dad has every Hoosier basketball magazine still has it. And, uh, every year would, as it got harder and harder to find because they just weren't really printed, um, Certainly, it's probably on the newsstands. It used to be you couldn't get one because of the demand, and then years later, it became they just weren't out there as much because there. Let's face it, there's been a waning interest in high school basketball in the state of Indiana since the class system, and it gets a little bit, a uh, little bit more prevalent every year. But uh, we'd still look for them. We'd still get the magazine. He'd still collect them. Uh, I remember as a kid looking through them with him, uh, and it was just just a timeless, timeless tradition, and and. I remember my dad would, when he would talk about high school basketball, would say, well, Gary Donna says this this year. Gary Donna says that. And Gary had this before the internet. I mean, you got to think this was, he was putting this thing together since basically 1970. Um, What a, what a monstrous task that was. I mean, to have these writers all over the state who knew enough about the teams to be able to put together some sort of intelligent, well-thought-out synopsis so that you could know, you know, we're here in Brownsburg, you could know what was going on in Evansville. And again, today, not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal to think, hey, you could just buzz somebody on Twitter and go, hey, what happened tonight? Well, how's that Evansville team looking this year? Uh, But back then, that was a really huge deal that all over the state from the region up in the northwest to Fort Wayne to Evansville to Jeffersonville to central Indiana that one guy could put together this monstrous publication with all you needed to know uh, about Indiana high school basketball and and uh, we're gonna touch with touch with Kyle on this in just a moment too but the the cover the cover was always such a big deal of Hoosier basketball magazine whoever was on the cover they were they were the guy, and then later, girl, because he, he he did that, and we'll talk, talk on that as well. Gary was a huge promoter of girls' basketball. To watch, to, you had like a bullseye on your back all year long. If you were the person on the cover of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and uh, every year that was such anticipation to see who it was going to be, who Gary Donna selected uh, to put on the cover of his magazine. So Gary Donna, uh, gone at the age of 73 and wanted to spend today's show paying tribute to this guy. He was a guy, like I said, only met a couple times, but he was such a, such a like a like a figure in my house growing up. And you know, again, it wasn't a family friend or didn't know the guy. Didn't meet him till later in life. But but such a such a such a big figure in not only my house but houses all across the state of Indiana for generations. I mean, think about it. Started doing it in 1970, 
and uh, carried it on all the way until his uh, his death uh, on on Sunday, and he will certainly be missed. So that's what we're doing today. But we will get things started today with Chris May, the executive director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, sharing some of his memories of the life and legacy of Gary Donna. Well, Chris, thanks for being with us today. Obviously, a sad day for Indiana high school basketball. Your initial thoughts on the passing of Gary Donna? Yeah, it was uh, unfortunate. Um, he was a great uh, promoter and proponent of Indiana high school basketball. And, of course, Hoosier Basketball Magazine was um, legendary, uh, quite literally. Uh, a lot of people look forward to that every year. And so, uh, you know, he, he touched a lot of people. He impacted a lot of people, helped players get scholarships, helped coaches along their careers. Um, and, and I'm the same way. Um, I, I wouldn't have gotten this job at the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame if it weren't for him. So uh, definitely some sorrow today. I talked about this in the intro. I only met Gary a couple times, but it was he was like some sort of larger-than-life figure in my house because my dad so looked forward to Hoosier Basketball Magazine every year. I'm curious, you know, we're pretty close in age. Was it sort of the same thing for you? Yeah, um, I, I I was a pretty good student. I took my, my academics seriously. But every year, the day that it came out, the day that I could first get my hands on it in Rushville, I didn't do any homework that night. Uh, I read that magazine for cover to cover because I love high school basketball, and I knew that that was that magazine was going to have something about every player from every team in every corner of the state, and and I would literally read it cover to cover. And uh, so yeah, it was it was an institution. It was such a big part of the fabric of Indiana high school basketball and that that landscape of Hoosier hysteria. Uh, that it was it was very important. It was a great publication, and and he he built that thing up to what it became and, and was uh, the mastermind behind it. Also talked a little bit about this in our intro as well. You know, obviously we think now we're so connected and you can find out what, what's happening in Evansville here in central Indiana within seconds. But, I mean, when Gary did this magazine, especially in the, you know, 70s and 80s, I mean, this was a pioneer work. It was a lot of work. And, and, and also it was a testament to his network of people and contacts and friends uh, and sports writers and, and coaches and so on and so forth. Um, really remarkable how many people he knew, he stayed in touch with. Uh, and, you know, yes, before the Internet era, before the Twitter era, before social media, uh, he was the guy that would find out if something had happened in East Chicago or Evansville or Fort Wayne or wherever it may be. And, uh, yeah, in, the, in those days, that was a lot of work. It's a lot of effort and a lot of people to stay in touch with. And uh, he, he did that very, very well. Good our guest is Chris May, Executive Director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, talking about the life of Gary Donna. Uh, I'm curious to the relationship the Hall of Fame had with, with Gary and how often you guys would use him for things. Yeah, um, so he was one of our inductees. He was inducted in 2006. Um, he was actually inducted in our women's ceremonies, and, and he was obviously – on the girls' basketball side, a, a pioneering figure in that he provided uh, somewhat equal coverage in his magazine when newspapers, TV, radio, others, uh, media outlets still weren't really acknowledging or focusing or covering on girls' basketball. Um, he had maintained some involvement with the Hall of Fame. Most specifically, he had uh, been a part of a committee of ours that helped select the teams for the Hall of Fame Classic Tournament uh, that we host each December. Uh, and obviously with his knowledge of players and coaches and going out to see as many games as he had been seeing, uh, he was a very valuable resource as far as what teams should be on our radar, what teams had the most potential, and those sorts of things. Uh, you mentioned women's basketball, and that's another thing we touched on in our intro. Expand on that if you would. I mean, 
Gary put female basketball players on the cover of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, he really was one of the first guys to say, hey, there's some really great female basketball players out here in Indiana. Well, he embraced it. Um, like I said, in, in the first year of the IHSA girls system, 1975-76 uh, year, um, he put girls in the magazine. He, did, he made the determination they were going to do girls' previews just like they did boys' previews. Every school, every sectional, all over the state, include their photos, give them a preseason team rankings list, uh, you know, all state teams. Like he did, he did everything for the women that he had been doing for the men. And if you look back uh, at any uh, sizable newspaper of that time or television coverage or radio coverage in that era, the girls did not get equal or nearly nowhere close to equal coverage except with Gary and Hoosier Basketball Magazine. And that really endeared him to the girls' basketball community, the players, the coaches, and the parents, too. I can't tell you how many times uh, you know, I've heard from, from parents of girls who were playing back in those days that said Gary was the only one that gave us legitimacy. You're such a historian, Chris, and that's obviously your job, but you do it because you like it. You know, it used to be in every little town there was some guy that had all the stats, had all the information dating back, you know, generations on these teams. With the death of Gary Donna, are we sort of losing some of that? I mean, I think about a guy like John Harold still around, but, but I mean, for the most part, are we losing those local guys, those historians who knew everything and could date the history of, of Indiana basketball? Um, no, they're not totally gone. Um, you know, people have asked me before, you know, how do you find information? And, you know, there's a Terre Haute guy, and there's an Evansville guy, and there's a Vincent guy. I mean, there, there are still those people out there. They may be a little bit harder to know or maybe not as prominent. Uh, Gary certainly was a prominent type of, of person along those lines. And, of course, as you mentioned, John Harrell's website is the go-to in these, this day and age. But, no, there, there are still people that, that, you know, hey, what's this record? Or, hey, what, you know, what was the... the you know what happened in such and such year. There's still those people, but um, they're not as as um, they're not as frequent. There's not as, as many of them as there, there there was back in the heyday. What goes with this? Do you have a favorite uh, Gary Donna story or memory? Um, it's tough to single anything out. Um, he introduced me to a lot of people. He 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 really took me under his wing. Um, when I, you know, I was in, I was a nobody. I loved high school basketball, and he figured that out. And uh, so he, he took me along to games. He introduced me to people, uh, all kinds of things along those lines. I guess the overarching thought I have is I touched on it briefly, but uh, without him, I wouldn't have gotten this, this position. Uh, I was 26 years old. He said, "Hey, I, I know the perfect job for you, executive director of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame." And I laughed at him. I said, there's no chance you're going to hire somebody this young, this inexperienced. And, and I just put it out of my mind. And then another day or two later, he called me back and he said, hey, uh, I've talked to a couple people at the Hall of Fame. I want you to meet with them. I said, okay, sure. And and then I had a meeting and then he said, well, would you mind if I call a few more people? I said, no, it doesn't hurt anything. And so he actually called people that were on the board of directors. He called people that were involved in the hiring process. And I mean, he, he was—he was in essence my agent <laughs> with no position <laughs> on the line. He—he he, again, when I didn't believe in myself and my own chances to get this job, he was was working the angles to to at least bring me to their attention, and things ultimately worked out. But that—that's the—that's the biggest thing I re, re remember about him, and will always think about him is that a lot like with players, you know, he saw more out of people than they often saw themselves. Um, it, it, this this was 
mind blown to me. But yesterday, upon the news of Gary's passing, I got a call from Vicky Hall, and, and big time basketball fans will remember Vicky Hall played for Buff. She was the 1988 Indiana Miss basketball. She was also the 1988 National High School Player of the Year. And I don't think she would mind me sharing this story, but when she called me yesterday, she said Gary found me, and I, I was a little puzzled. I said, "What do you mean?" And she said, "Well, I was just a player, and he saw me." And he knew I had great potential, and he helped me uh, get in with the AAU circuit and the travel circuit, and he helped get coverage of me and helped make more people aware of who I was, and he really saw something in me that I didn't really know I was going to be capable of. And I think there are probably thousands of people, maybe not on that large of a stage with that big of a name, but players that he helped get a scholarship to uh, an NAI school or Division II school or whatever it may be, that he saw players that he knew that, that they had a, a spot somewhere in the basketball world, and he would connect them with coaches and, and make those kinds of opportunities happen. And he, he did it for me, too, and, and I wasn't a basketball player. Chris, thank you so much for uh, sharing a few memories about the great Gary Donahue with the great work with the Indiana Basketball Hall. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. That was Chris May sharing some stories of the life of Gary Donna, Indiana basketball legend producer of the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. That's what we're doing today, paying tribute to Gary's life as he passed away yesterday at the age of 73. Take a quick break. When we come back, we will speak with Kyle Nedrup of the Indianapolis Star. Had a great piece yesterday on Gary's life and legacy in an interview he did uh, just a little while ago, in fact. So we'll talk with Kyle about that next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. 
Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. On the show today, we're paying tribute to the life of Gary Donna, the publisher of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, who passed away yesterday. And uh, boy, just a just a larger-than-life figure, not just in Indiana basketball, but in the state of Indiana. And I uh, wanted to do my part to, uh, to say thanks to Gary Donna for all the great memories he gave all the folks right here in central Indiana. Had a chance to sit down and talk with Kyle Neddenrep of the Indianapolis Star. Had a great piece yesterday on the life and legacy of Gary Donna. Uh, what, what Gary Donna was. I mean, he was just, just this, this massive database of information, but he was a huge figure. He was a huge presence. Really a great piece to learn more about Gary Donna. Had a chance to sit down with Kyle, talk about the piece, talk a little bit about Gary. Here's that conversation. Well, Kyle, thanks for being with us today. Obviously, a very sad day with the passing of Gary Donna yesterday. Um, you wrote a wonderful piece uh, in, in the Indie Star. A lot of you have a lot of good memories with Gary Donna. Yeah, yeah. Gary was one of the first guys I met when I got here, and it was through uh, Pat McKee, who was uh, outgoing at the time. And, and uh, you know, at the time I got hired, Pat was Pat had become more of an editor um, over the over the years, and still wrote some, and then. Uh, you know, they moved over a, another person to fill his role and then hired me as the, the high school, um, you know, beat writer, essentially. And uh, Pat, Pat took me over to meet Gary immediately, about right when I got here, and, and uh, you know, struck up a friendship with Gary then. And, and, and like I wrote, I think that was our second meeting was over at, uh, I think we went to somewhere on the west side to eat. I can't remember exactly where, but, you know, sat there and talked forever. And I could tell immediately it was a guy who, who just cared a lot and knew a lot. And over time, you know, he's just kind of one of those personalities that uh, is unique, um, you know, just in general. And the fact that he, he knew so much about, about basketball, and it, you could tell a guy like that has put the work in and, and, and it really mattered to him. And I think that was, you know, essentially the, the, the thing you take away from Gary the most is that he just he cared so much. And uh, that showed through in, in what he did for 46 years with Future uh, Basketball Magazine. You know, it's interesting. We just talked with Chris May from the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, and, and you hear Chris talk, and you talk, and I'm reading these tributes online. One of the great legacies, it seems, of Gary Donna is how much he gave back to younger guys and helped them break into the profession. Yeah, he really did. And, and I think, and also, I think the big thing with Gary, too, was, was uh, what he did with women's basketball. And you know, that's maybe, a, and Chris may have talked about that too, but, you know, when I talked to Judy Warren, we did a, a story last year uh, on the 40-year anniversary of the first uh, girls' basketball state championship game, and Judy Warren from Warsaw was the star of that tournament in 1976. And uh, Gary, on, on his magazine in 1975-76, actually had a, a girls' player on the cover, and it was a girl from uh, and Huber from uh, Christmas Addicts, and then the next year he had several several other girls on the cover as well from from Warsaw, from Bloomfield, and, uh, some of the better teams at that time. And you know, and I know I know Gary was very influential in you know helping Chris you know get get his feet in the door there at uh, at the Hall of Fame, and and he did a lot for you know other people in the game and and, and me as well. I mean, I think he he helped me immediately when I got in. And, 
and kind of helped me get a lay of the land somewhat as far as what I was covering. Uh, but I think maybe his biggest legacy is is what he did for girls basketball. It kind of, you know, he didn't have to do that. And it wasn't, I'm sure, anything that he benefited from necessarily. But he felt like, hey, they're playing the games now too. We need to recognize uh, what the girls are doing. And, and for him to do that, you know, I think that meant a lot. And that's something Judy Warren actually brought up was one of the biggest things for girls basketball in the state was the fact that, you know, they were – uh, represented in Hoosier Basketball Magazine. So they felt like, you know, here we are. We're maybe not on even footing at the time, but at least at least they were getting recognized. And, and I think that was a big deal for them and, and a big deal for Gary to go out of his way to do that. Gary says Kyle Medrep has a great piece in the Indie Star today about the life of Gary Donovan that we're talking about on today's show. It seems like something's missing today, and weirdly enough, I felt like the same thing when Don of Don's guns passed away. Like, there's these iconic people in your community that you don't fully appreciate until they're gone, and it feels like a hole is there. I mean, Gary Donna has left a hole in the Indiana basketball community, has he not? Yeah, there's no doubt, and, and Gary's one of those guys that he was, he was sort of behind the scenes in the fact that, you know, and maybe, you know, because we're not on TV and we're not, you know, it's not college basketball. You don't see these people, you know, daily and maybe they're not as recognized as, um, you know, somebody like Tom Crean or, you know, somebody like that. But Gary, I mean, everybody who's involved in high school basketball knew who he was. Um, you know, he was at, like he said, I went back and looked and I think it was in 19, well, it was, it was the 35th year of the Hoosier basketball magazine, which would have been about, you know, 12 years ago. And he estimated at that time that he'd been at about 7,000 games, which would be about right based on the math of how many he went to every year. Um, so it, it was just FaceTime. You know, he was always at these games. He was, you know, selling his magazine, obviously, at these places, but also just he wanted to see who these players were. And, and, and he knew who was good, and he knew, um, you know, he had I think he had a very good sense of basketball just in general. But, you know, he's one of these guys that, that – you know, you, you don't know how much you'll miss them until they're gone, and nobody can really replace somebody like Gary Donna. You know, as good as the people who are out there now doing uh, great work. I mean, he's just a different. He was he was an eccentric personality, no doubt, and he could he could he could say he was very uh, opinionated too, and, and I think that added credibility to what he said. But you know, you just don't replace people like him, and and you know, and anybody who knew him would would agree. I think that that. Uh, you know, there's just something about him, the, the way he worked. Uh, and he was very smart. You know, he, you know, I think people you know, may overlook that somewhat, but he was, you know, graduated from Cathedral second in his class, went to Butler and was going to be a lawyer and couldn't, uh, you know, didn't want to go that route and, and ended up, you know, getting involved as a teacher and then uh, kind of found his way kind of backwardsly into the, uh, into this magazine. And, and, you know, and it ended up being something that he just, it was, a, it was a, something he really loved and enjoyed and, and ended up just doing it every year. And, uh, you know, just a guy with a lot of interests and a lot of, there, you could probably do, you know, several uh, stories about Gary Donna and his life and it wouldn't be complete, but, you know, just a very important guy, I guess, in, in Indian high school basketball and just generally in basketball in the state. Here is Kyle Medrep of the Indy Star. has a great piece on the life of Gary Donna today. Uh, he passed away on Sunday. Kyle, 
my dad had every issue of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and I remember every year, especially during the heyday of Indiana High School basketball, really up until the class system came in, it was such a big deal to get that magazine. And I remember him coming home and reading it and looking through it. And I feel like in some level, even though I'm in that area a couple times, like my own family member has passed away. I'm sure a lot of people across the state are feeling that. Yeah, according to my email inbox, I've been getting a lot of, you know, messages from people asking, you know, what the, and I don't know at this time, you know, what the service uh, services will be or that situation is, but, you know, a lot of people have reached out and asked about that and, or have just passed along, um, you know, stories or, you know, condolences or, you know, just thoughts about Gary. And um, I think he, there was just so many thousands of people that he touched in some way, you know, that, that maybe even if they didn't actually, you know, talk to him or know him as a friend, but they knew who he was and knew what he meant. And, you know, I think in that aspect, you're, you're right about that. It's almost like, um, you know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And that's kind of what, where, where we're at with this, but, you know, Kip, Kip uh, Lesnar, who's very close to Gary, uh, worked with him for a long, long time. And, and obviously was very good friends with him and it had still been around him up until the very end. And, and he's kept the magazine going. He's, I think he's actually going to, um, you know, make some improvements to it, you know, based on kind of where we're at in the digital world now. And, and uh, you know, as, as, as uh, obviously knows what he's doing, having, having helped him since 1991. So, you know, I think that the, the legacy will live on and Gary did other things too, like the, the girls top 60 workout, which actually was yesterday. So he, he died on the day of the girls top 60 workout, which, you know, talking to Kip last night, that was sort of a, maybe somewhat of divine intervention or, you know, some, something, um, you know, that, that, um, you know, just kind of coincidentally happened that way. And, and uh, so that was very important to him too. He did, he, he coordinated that top 60 workout. He did the Hoosiers reunion classic in uh, Knightstown every year for about the last 12 years. And then uh, the North South all-star game, which he's put on for about 30 years. And, and that's always a very good game in, uh, in the spring. So, you know, he was involved in a lot of different ways, and, and uh, you know, I, I could always go to him if I had a question about something, and he would know the answer, or would be able to find it for me. And, um, you know, just a, just somebody you can always rely on, and, and we've lost a few of those in the last few years, and, and Gary's definitely uh, among the, the biggest. Kyle, I talked about my own experience where my dad has every Hoosier basketball magazine since buying them since like seventy. Um, did Gary understand that, like what a big deal the magazine was to people, or did he just do it because he liked doing it? You know, like I talked about, uh, we I went over there and visited with him. We talked for about three hours, and I think it was in July. It was towards the end of last summer, maybe August, and you know we kind of sat down at that point and just. And I still have that that uh, uh, interview on my recorder here, and, and was going through it last night, but. You know, we we I did ask him that question. I was like, so when did it become, you know, a big thing, or was there any time where you kind of realized it would become such a, you know, bible for people? And he said there was one night at Anderson where, you know, the wigwam was sold out, and they they basically they brought a bunch of magazines up there, and they couldn't, you know, they they didn't have enough. They had to get back out to his car and got more, and they were, you know, they. Uh, sold them all out, and I think that was about in the mid, uh, early to mid '80s. And uh, at that point, he'd been doing it for about 15 years. And he said at that point, he realized what a what a big deal it had become, and uh, you know, continued to to be so be that way. And I always like going in his office because he had all the the framed uh, covers lined up along the wall there, and you could look back and see who he had on the covers. And 
of course, it'd be, you know, every, everybody you could think of who's a star from the seventies on basically. And it was always fun to look at those and, and go back and, and he always felt like I asked him too, if anybody ever got mad, they weren't on the cover. He said he never really heard too much negative, um, you know, as far as who was the big face on the front there. He said sometimes the people who were down the sides, you know, that was a little bit tougher because he had more of the, um, you know, the, the not the lesser stars, but not the huge stars. He said that picking out the ones for the, the middle section there were, was usually pretty easy. Like I said earlier, Gary knew, I mean, he had such a good handle on, on the state anyway that I don't think anybody really questioned him too much on, on what he was doing with those covers. Your piece has a ton of great information, and I didn't know this. Uh, I feel like I should have, but I didn't, that he didn't do the initial issue, that he bought the business after the initial issue in 1970. Yeah, he, he started out, he was helping out, and and I don't know if he, uh, I'd have to go back and see if, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but he was involved in some way, either selling them or uh, I don't know if he maybe wrote a little bit, but he didn't really have any kind of background. He was he was English. He was good in English in school, and he enjoyed English uh, classes, and uh, and obviously was a good basketball player and, and loved sports. But you know, he didn't really have much background as an editor or anything like that. But uh, uh, Tom Keating at the time had, had you know he started it basically, and they ran it for one year, but he just didn't have time to do it. Uh, so Gary basically said, I'll take it and, uh, <laughs> and pretty much ran with it at that time. And, and I think he bought it. Uh, it's in there, I think, in the store. I can't remember exactly how much he bought it for. But he uh, so he took it and ran with it and, and you know, never looked back. And, and you know, Gary was a very good businessman. He had he had uh, many golf courses that he owned kind of all over the, like Terre Haute and Bloomington and, and El- I think Columbus and elsewhere in the state and, and had a lot of different. Uh, ventures, but you know, obviously he's he's mostly known for this one, and and uh, you know took it took it to another level, obviously after he bought it. But he always had a, a group of people that he really relied on um, throughout the years. I know, uh, like Jimmy Angelopoulos and, and Bob Williams, and he would go to games with, with those writers and and, and kind of you know, integrated himself into into basketball that way. And he just loved it anyway, but. Uh, but he had a good group of, of network of people who uh, he relied on, you know, to write for him. So it wasn't like he was sitting down and writing all this stuff. But he would kind of coordinate it, uh, coordinate, get all the information from the coaches. And uh, over time, it established a reputation to where, you know, it, it, you know, those coaches would respond. And I know from talking to him in recent years, the world's changed a little bit, where it became a little bit tougher to get uh, stuff back. And, and I understand that too. I'm kind of in the same somewhat in the same boat uh, doing our preview stuff, but, um, but he established that reputation and, and, uh, you know, over time, you know, like I said, everybody, everybody knew who he was. If they didn't know him, they at least knew who he was. And anytime I was with him, you know, people would come up to him and he would constantly be in conversations with, <laughs> with you know, people everywhere. And, and it seemed like everybody in the state knew who he was and wanted to chat with him. Uh, I want to close with this. You kind of touched on this, but I want to expand on it. As technology has increased, I have grown to appreciate the magazine even more because now, you know, you want to know something about a team in Evansville, you just click a few uh, links on the Internet and you're there or something in Jeffersonville or or Fort Wayne. But this is sort of like he very like the guy that built the, the dusty trail that ran across America. You know, I mean, doing that stuff without the Internet was a phenomenal task, and he did it so well. And and as you said, he may have done it better before the technology existed than he was doing at the end. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and he didn't uh, he didn't even basically know how to turn a computer on. I mean, he didn't. He, he, he had an email. He would he had an email account, but Kip would basically run his account, and he would send he would send stuff out for him basically. And, and Gary never really um, you know was on the computer. He didn't. I mean, he never entered that realm <laughs> of, of the world. So um, you know, so Kip you know Kip was his right hand man, and Kip. You know their relationship's a whole another you know story because you know Kip was you know he he could have came in and said well this is you know because he knew that end of it but you know Kip even and Gary even said this when I interviewed him he said Kip never tried to run the magazine he knew it was Gary's magazine and and he supported him and did whatever you know Gary wanted to do and and, and their relationship was very important because Kip helped him uh, you know when the world became more digital you know and. They needed that aspect of it and uh, needed to rely on emails and, and whatnot. But yeah, Gary didn't even, I mean, he, his, his, his office was an absolute mess, but he always knew where everything was. And, um, you know, I haven't been in there the last time last summer. It still looked, it looked the same as it did a decade ago. I don't think anything had ever moved out. <laughs> and, and, uh, but he, he always, he always kind of kept, he always knew where to be and what time to be there. And, and uh, and uh, you know, had so many friends and so many things going on in his life. He's just, like I said, he's just he's one of a kind guy. And, and I know the world has changed a lot, but uh, you'll always miss people like that because uh, of just how passionate he was and how much uh, you know that how, how how much he did for basketball and what it meant to him is uh, how he'll be remembered, I believe. Kyle, you did a, such a phenomenal job in that piece. I loved reading it. I learned a lot of things I didn't know, and uh, would encourage everybody to read that piece that you wrote in the Indie Star um, yesterday. It's posted online. It was a great piece, and thank you for taking a few moments to share uh, some of your memories and stories about the great Gary Don. Yeah, absolutely. Love to do it, and uh, and uh, he, I consider him a friend, and, and uh, we'll definitely miss him. Thanks a lot, Rob. That was Indie Stars. Kyle Nedenrip has a great piece today about the life and legacy of Gary Don. And that's what we're doing on the show today. Remembering an Indiana basketball legend passed away yesterday at the age of 73. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the program. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you uh, for uh, being with us. It's Like I said, to, to start the show, you think about a guy like Gary Donna, and he's just always there. He's always larger than life. He's always such a, such a factor in 
high school basketball in the state of Indiana, and he was a factor during the heyday. You know, all those years in the in the 70s and then on into the 80s and coupled uh, with that with, with Damon uh, Bailey up into the early 90s. Man, I mean, he was just the guy to go to for information. And more than that, it's just, it's just part of your childhood. Just so many great memories of, of Hoosier Basketball Magazine and Gary Donna and uh, just uh, just a guy that will be very much missed, but left a lot of great memories uh, while he was while he was here on Earth. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget if you miss any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can go back and listen anytime you want. All you have to do is search Central Indiana today. And as always, our podcast is presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying, "Have yourself a great evening." You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page 
or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.